Australia. Hello, beautiful people. It is Life Lessons with Lisa and Lauren here, and we are joining you today for our first ever catch-up to talk about all the lessons that we have learned over our short, I'm going to say short because I'm not going to tell you how old I am yet, our short little lives, things that we've learned that we just want to share with you guys. So I'm Lisa and I live in Esperance WA and I want to introduce Lauren. Hi everyone, I'm Lauren. I'm Lauren Windsor. I live in Yass, New South Wales, where I'm about an hour north of Canberra. Um, and I wanted to make sure before we get started, everyone understands that this is life lessons, but these are our own life lessons. This is our experience. This is our own opinions. We're not here to tell you what to do or tell you you're doing anything wrong. We just want to share what we, we have been through and what we're going through and hopefully help you figure out where you're going as well. Yeah. So going to be an opportunity for us to <clears throat> learn from each other and learn together. We really feel like the journeys that we've been on, we have learned so much that we just want to be able to share some of that insight with you. And I often um, talk about a story of lumpy custard. Over the years <clears throat> of raising children and living life, I've been given a whole lot of advice, and I'm sure you have too, Lauren, lots of advice from other people. So take this advice like lumpy custard. Use a strainer, pour the, pour the custard through the strainer, keep the good stuff, the stuff that resonates with you, and ditch the rest. We don't expect that you are going to live your life the same way that we are, but if there's something little, big, that comes out of our conversations that you feel would be helpful to you and resonates, by all means, take it on board. We would love that. If we, by knowing that, we can help even just one person, that's going to make our days even more incredible. Enjoy the yummy bits. Yeah. Enjoy the yummy bits. So today for, oh, sorry, Lisa. Oh, you go. See, this is what we'll do. Yeah, we, are, we are very new to this. This is definitely our pilot. Um, we don't know. We have no idea where this is going and that's what we love about it. Um, this could be a short-lived series. It could be huge. We just want to be here and enjoy it. So there are going to be bits where we accidentally talk over each other, where we stumble upon our words, where I keep looking to the side. I don't know why I do that, <laughs> but it will happen. And yeah, we just, we want to be here to share that together and with all of you. So for this intro episode, um, we wanted to share a bit about ourselves and that might help you guys to identify a little bit with us and see where you might find some similarities. Also, we actually don't know each other all that well, Lisa. We've only met this year. We're on opposite sides of a in and out of lockdown country. <laughs> so we've never met in person. Um, but we have found a lot of similarities and a lot of complementing differences that we just feel works really well in this kind of atmosphere. So I uh, I'd like you to start, Lisa. Tell us a little bit about yourself and I'll just interject the way I do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thanks, Lauren. And, yes, I forgot to say my whole name. So I'm Lisa Blackham and 
I do live in Esperance, but I haven't always lived in Esperance. I grew up in a really tiny, tiny town in um, rural WA in the Wheatbelt. It was called Nibing, and we had 200 people in our tiny little town. And I went to a school that had less than 100 kids in it. So growing up, life was easy easy breezy we just had a fun time I will say I was born in the 60s so that might give you a little bit of a clue <laughs> but after growing up in a small town I had had to catch the bus to school and I ended up going to a bit bigger town to do my high school years called Katanning and that's where I spent lots of time practicing you know learning how to smoke and driving fast cars <laughs> but I also developed a passion of for sport so I've played sport my entire life I've been a little um, netball player centre court netball player and that kind of played through my have has played through my entire life sport and being involved in community and giving back to community and with that passion for helping others I ended up at university studying teaching so I went to Perth for four years to become a teacher, a high school teacher in particular. I'm a home ec and phys edda background. So I love food. I love talking about food and I love sport and exercise. So naturally I have um, kind of created a healthy lifestyle for myself in that respect. And then from high school, I went on to um, teach for 30 years. I've only just recently finished up with teaching and during those 30 years I spent time in um, Laverton out in the middle of the desert and uh, ended up here and literally I've only taught in two different places and so Esperance became my home. I met my husband here and we've raised two incredible children. My son is 23 and has just finished university and is a software engineer. So he is the brains of our family for sure. And my beautiful daughter's just turned 21 and she's a makeup artist. And man, she is so creative and so incredibly talented. So I've got two incredible children that we've raised here together. I'm, I'm married, my partner and I've been together for 24 years so we have a long history but the interesting part of all of that is raising or becoming a mum kind of changed my whole look on outlook if you like on life I developed anxiety once I became a mum prior to being a mum life was pretty easy breezy I I didn't have a care in the world I was invincible, I was powerful, and I was on a career path that I absolutely loved. And don't get me wrong, I wanted to be a mum. I really, really wanted to be a mum, and I have loved being a mum. But the whole change in life, becoming a mum, absolutely turned my world upside down. And I didn't realise it at the time, but I'm looking back now, I think I did suffer from some um, postnatal depression. And as sort of time went on, probably 10 years down the track, I realised that things were going a bit pear-shaped in my life and I was diagnosed with anxiety. So anxiety for me came about when I um, started to become well, when I was a mum. So just the, all the worries and all the pressures that I put on myself and, and I guess all the societal pressures that came with being a mum 
really started to take hold. And so I've been on a big, big personal development journey to really figure out who I am, what I'm here to do, and why I do what I do. I'm so curious about the human psyche, if you like, and why we do what we do. So that's kind of why I'm here with Lauren, really, is because we've found a common interest in this sort of field. So, Lauren, let's hear a little bit about oh, your story. I actually, I didn't want to interrupt, but there's so much in there. I'm, I'm about, I'm going to share my sort of response to that because it's so fascinating to me that we are so similar in where we are and what we do but we have a very different background i um so i was i was born in the late 80s and right i was in primary school in the 90s and high school and uni in the noughties so i'm a millennial um i was I spent most of my life in suburbia not far from cities i always consider myself quite a city girl i didn't have small community I don't even know that I had community necessarily outside of like my classroom really um, and my family um, so I definitely didn't have that kind of small town experience and I also was very sheltered despite being a city girl I was very sheltered I did not smoke I did not drive fast cars I didn't have any of that sort of rebellious phase at all um, and I've had depression and anxiety as long as I can remember, even as far back as like five or six years old. Um, oh, so e even just that, um, you, you mentioned that sport's always been a big thing for you. I played a little bit of sport when I had to at school. Um, I have never been very athletic. I have had some issues with my leg that means that I couldn't really participate as well as I would like. I also had huge body issues. Um, I have had huge body issues most of my life that I am learning to, to outgrow now. Um, so very different in terms of, of that kind of early childhood stuff. Um, I was born in Brisbane, like I said, uh, very close to the city. I did primary school in Perth. So that is something we do have in common, but I was Again, I was in a suburb not far from, from Perth itself. Um, moved back to Brisbane to do high school and uni where I studied economics and I dabbled a bit in psychology because just like Lisa, I am fascinated about how we work. Um, economics to me has always been an extension of psychology really. It's how we make decisions. And I love learning about how we make decisions and why we make the decisions we do. So those two mm -hmm. things went really nicely together. Um, when I studied it, those two subjects were not put together. Nobody considered them the same. Uh, well, not in, not in Australia anyway. Uh, but since then, there is a branch of economics called behavioural economics, which is quite literally like a psychology mixed with um, mm -hmm. economic theory, which is fascinating to me. So, and then I moved to regional New South Wales with my partner. I often refer to him as my husband, but we're not married. We've been together 16 years. We have two children together. Um, we moved down here when he graduated from uni and we had a six month old son. And I told him I didn't want to live in a small town. I am a city girl. I'm not going anywhere unless it is big enough to have a mire. 
Now, Yas does not have a Maya. <laughs> we have a K-Hub, <laughs> which is a half-size Kmart, and, or like a tenth of a size Kmart. But we are close enough to Canberra that I can get to a Maya when I want to, when we're not in lockdown. <laughs> so definitely not a small town girl, but I have learnt a lot about the beauty of that small community in the past 12 years that I've been living here in Yass. Um, I don't know what else. To, oh, depression, anxiety I've mentioned. I'm really new to the woo-woo stuff, which I think, Lisa, you've helped me a little bit with in the, the short time we've had together, sort of being a bit more open about mm -hmm. what's happening inside my head rather than, and in my body a little bit, rather than what is supposed to happen. And so I, I will consider myself a recovering sceptic. I still battle a little bit with the, the healthy scepticism and trying to be open-minded about the other options that are available to me. So um, I think that kind of covers my, yeah. covers me a little bit. I'm, yeah. That's I, awesome. Like I said at the beginning, we don't know each other that well. So I knew some of the things about who you are now, yeah. but your history yeah. is very different from mine that's really cool it is really cool and I think that's that's the beauty of us coming together too is that there are similarities and then there are raging differences and <clears throat> I, I love how you were talking about um, your little lifestyle and how you grew up in a really protected and um, close-knit environment whereas I was a bit of a free bird really and it's kind of a sign of the times too I think back in the 70s when I was growing up life was pretty loose let's be real it was a time of experimentation and change and so I had lots of freedom and lots of opportunities as a young person even though I was in a small country town we basically just did whatever we wanted mum would kind of yell at us to come home because it was dinner time and otherwise we were out free range running around down the bush I lived on a farm for a little while so we just were wild wild children and I think as I got older <clears throat> and I kind of realised where I fit in society, it became really apparent that there were actually rules that you had to follow and that expectations of who you were and what you were doing and things like that really started to come into play, particularly when I became a mum. So that was really, I think probably now in hindsight, now that we're talking about it, that's sort of what drove my anxiety really was all of the, um, the changes that were going on and the expectations that I had of myself initially and then society started to layer those expectations on me. I was like, whoa, how does this all work and how does it all fit? And now it's quite interesting how I'm unlearning all of those expectations and really coming back to who and what I'm here to do, which is almost a reflection of my childhood. So it's really, really interesting. But I love what you had to say, Lauren, about how economics and um, psychology have been almost married together. That's so cool. It's so cool. It's so cool. And I, I will really geek out on this if you, if you give me too much rope. <laughs> but um, mm. it is really fascinating to me because there is such a huge part of me, and this is the part that's often blocked off from what I will continually call woo-woo, um, mm. <laughs> that's very logical, very rational, very 
um, organised and planned and uh, inside the box type of stuff. And economics likes to break everything down so it is easily analysed and rational. In fact, the first thing you learn when you study economics is these things will be true if people are rational. So when we can hold everything constant and just change these things, these are the outcomes. So it's making things as scientific as possible. Whereas psychology, and even just even if you've never studied psychology, you know humans are just not always rational. In fact, we're rarely rational because we have so much emotion in it and our experiences affect the decisions we make. And all of, there's so many unknowns so trying to combine all of the unknown of how our minds work and how our emotions affect our decisions and all of that kind of thing with the very statistical, analytical, um, scientific process of decision-making in economics, they seem so opposed. But when you put them together, you can understand, you know, why you might buy certain things or why you feel the need to follow these particular directions and ignore these other ones or why these rules are important to you and these ones don't even fly on your radar. Um, and for me, and we'll get to our different businesses later on down the track, but for me that um, has evolved with all my other experiences to why I do what I do. And though that sort of understanding of our emotions and economic theories, why we make certain decisions with what we choose to keep in our home and keep in our lives. And I think that that's very true for you as well. You do the internal stuff yes. and there's understanding of how you came to certain beliefs or you came to certain habits and why you stick with them, even if they might not logically, rationally, you know, under a microscope, they don't make sense. But when you play with them a bit and you understand your own personal reasons, it does make sense and we can work with them. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the really important part of what you were just talking about there is that awareness. When we have awareness, be it from a logical perspective or even from a woo-woo perspective, delving into what <clears throat> what's going on around you and what's going on inside of you can really help shine a light mm -hmm. on what works and what doesn't work. And I think that's where we've got to. We've got to this place now where we have, have recognised some of those lessons that we've learned along our life journey and we just want to be able to share them with mm -hmm. other people. And we hope that along our journeys what we learn and we continue to learn like this is a lifelong process. Um, I love learning and I'm pretty sure Lauren loves learning too. Um, we're going to learn some more stuff as we uh, pro progress along our little journey together and we will share the learnings as we go as well as what we've learned from our past experiences and as we keep moving forward. So we want to kind of wrap this up now so that we can um, we're not going to tell you all of our stories and everything that's going on right now, but we want you to come back. So we would love to know if this has resonated with you, if there's anything um, you would love us to talk about, um, what's going on in your lives. Drop us some questions if you've got questions or give us some feedback. How have you found our little chat today? Is it something that you'd like to tune into? Lauren, is there anything else that you'd like to share? 
Yeah, I'll, I I want to know what people have found that, like you say, resonate. What um, what similarities do we have? What questions do you have for us? Like Lisa said, we just want to connect with you. So whatever you would like to share with us, whatever questions you would like us to answer, um, yeah, shoot us a message. Um, we're going to be sharing this on both of our social media platforms. You can comment wherever we've shared it. You can send us direct messages through our social media, whatever is most comfortable for you. And yeah, let's see where we can, where we can grow with this. Yeah, I love that. So our socials are um, on Facebook. I'm Lisa Blackham Coaching on Facebook or just Lisa Blackham is my personal page. And also on Instagram is Lisa Blackham Coaching. And Lauren, tell us where we can get in contact with you. So my personal Facebook is just Lauren Windsor. My surname is spelled W-I-N-Z-A-R, just to be difficult. <laughs> you can also find me on Instagram at Lauren Windsor. And my business social media, sorry, my business Facebook page is at LW Decluttering Coach. It's Lauren Windsor Decluttering and Organising Coach. So we will put some links where we can and look forward to sharing more with you next time. Yeah, I can't wait for our next chat. It's going to be awesome. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. And we really appreciate you taking the time to um, hear us out. Thank you. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Lauren.